What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to not just another episode of Off the Dome Radio, but episode 200. Uh, it's pretty awesome that that we've we've gotten this far into the show, four years running, 200 episodes. Uh, so this one is a little longer. We jam packed uh, some extra fun things in there for you. So uh, we kind of get right to it. We chop it up as always. We have our fun conversation. I talk about my first time emceeing um, a Veterans Day event at the gym where my office is, CrossFit Lupo. So had a great Veterans Day event there. Uh, got to emcee. Talk about a little networking that I did recently, and then in my business updates and tips, I talk about some new education that I'm getting into to better serve my golfers, my golf clients, my potential golf clients as well and just the golfing community in general. So I want to continue uh, being educated to do the best I can for them. And I also talk about why golfers should be lifting weights. Then we get into some top episode takeaways. So Tim and I, get we each picked three of our most influential uh, episodes uh, within the last hundred. And I talk about... Um, when we started to change our marketing, some health and fitness industry um, influences that I have received, as well as one of our most recent guests, Randy Brown, as well. So, Tim, where did you take us in our 200th episode? Yeah, it's good to be here, number 200. I enjoyed this episode, and yeah, I, th- I thought we were we were firing on all, all cylinders and really reflecting well on what we've we've learned. And I thought it was just a good episode for for everyone to tune into. Uh, yeah, so I talk about the biggest project that I've ever taken on in my business so far. So I preview that. Talk about a new event that I'm doing next February. Uh, my, my first uh, college workshop. So I'll kind of preview that. Uh, and then, yeah, my career tip, I'll talk about how to ask better questions and how to proof your questions, um, which will help you in your personal uh, and your professional life. And uh, when we go back and reflect on our favorite episodes in the last 100, uh, talk about Jose Azambuya's episode, talk about Ryan Mickler's episode, and then a key episode we did in February of 2020 and how it kind of impacted uh, the way I approach life. So yeah, I thought this was a really cool episode reflecting, but also um, a lot of the things that we've learned too throughout the process of the ups, the downs. It's not perfect. We, we've been 100%. through it all. So yeah, good, good reflection and yeah. Without further ado, episode 200. Episode 200. I was just thinking about, I was writing someone's resume the other day. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I were to write my own resume, because I haven't written my own resume in several years. I was like, if I wrote my own resume, what would be on it? Ooh. And it would literally just be, my the only two jobs, obviously I'd have my the jobs I had before we started our podcast and my business, but my main two jobs would be this podcast and then my resume running business. Those would be like my main, mm-hmm. yeah. that had the bullet points underneath. And I was just yeah. thinking about episode 200, just the skills that we've gained in this bit, like just yeah. doing this. And like, if like, and I always imagine like if I were to, just the, the things that I could provide value to companies for, just the content creation from this show, mm-hmm. the like developing questions and just the interviewing, everything we've got from the show is crazy. So it's good to be here. 200. 200. 200 is a lot. Then it's not, but it is. Yeah. I'm we like, started this, what, 2018, 18, November? Uh, October. October, so a little over so four, four years. So four years ago, yep. like a few weeks ago. We have a college degree in podcasting. Four years. We, pr- we have a, bachelor, we have a bachelor's that. degree in podcasting. Yeah, how you like them apples? So did you think about, dude, 200 is cool. <clears throat> Uh, did you think about what you would write underneath your 
uh, podcast heading on your resume? What would it say? Like, what oh, would you're a, talking about the job title? Yeah, what would a bullet point be? Not your title. Like, what would one of your bullet points oh, say? Oh, bullet points. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Underneath it. Well, I, I think about, like, first I think about the roles I've had, like, obviously the co-founder. Mm-hmm. And then I think that the, I'd have to have a bullet point strictly dedicated towards content creation. Mm-hmm. Like, all the content I've created and what channels that I've created content for. And then I would also talk about, um, I, I would have a bullet point for interviewed guests in industries like, and then I would list out all the industries that we've interviewed people. It's a in. lot of industries. Yeah, but I think we can all, yeah. So like, I think the interviewing aspect, like that part of it, and then the editing, the video editing software, that that would be its own bullet point, yeah. like editing the videos. Editing the audios too, mm-hmm. that'd be its yep. own point. Yep. So, and just like, I would say, research, I mean, researching and like, securing guests because like that's a form of like business development prospecting yeah like for sure going out and like reach it like yeah we're like canvassing content, yeah contacting people and convincing them to come on your show type of thing at first yeah, it takes a lot obviously of people people have asked us yeah to be on the show about a lot of that too. but like there's also people that are on like a list a plus list people that we need to chase down so like mm-hmm. the different tactics that we've done to do that yeah because it just depends on what the resume is for from dms to emails yeah but yeah, because it's easier to quantify this because it's mm-hmm. by episode. So it's kind of easier to quantify than than other things. Mm-hmm. But I guess you could attach hours to it as well. Yeah. Which would be, a, I don't know what that would be. We've done from 30 minutes to three hour podcasts. Yeah. And I would like, I would try to go back and like reflect on just the not like just the knowledge that we've gained like practical hands-on knowledge we've gained from our guests Mm -hmm. try to like categorize what's like the top three to five things that i've like learned in this podcast and applied in a daily life i would kind of dedicate a bullet to that (coughs) Ooh, and just purely from learning daily application yeah just like purely learning from people so and that and i'm that's part of one of my favorite episodes too yeah okay cool yeah i'm trying to think if there's something that i do use in a daily application from one of our listeners or guests i'd have to really think about that because obviously like there's the there's the soft skills there's like the mindset yeah sure you kind of use that subconsciously without thinking about it but i'm talking about like the hard like hard skills that you've someone's like talked about on this podcast at a high level and then you've taken something that they've said and like you've worked on it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe not as daily, but sales stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm selling myself for a nutrition package or coaching package of some sort, you know? So like, I guess some of that more regularly, Mm -hmm. maybe not as, maybe not every day. Yeah. But like Tim Roberts loved that conversation with like, He's mm-hmm. such a salesman. Yeah. He could sell me my own, like, sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. But, hmm. There's questions, too, that I ask prospective clients in, like, in my career coaching conversations mm-hmm. that I picked up from this podcast that we've asked in interviews and, like, asked each other, too. Like, when you, whenever we start an interview and you always ask the person, hey, like, how did you get to where you're at today? Yeah. Obviously, you ask that every episode, Ryan talked about that when he oh, interviews McKeever, people yeah i like to ask people that question like hey like how did you get to here today not every person i work with but if 
depending on the, the context of the relationship of the person on how I met them, mm-hmm. I may ask them that question. Well, that gives I, I think that gives you a good story <clears throat> and that helps you put a better one on paper. Mm-hmm. When they can tell you their story, like, yeah, you can look through their other resumes and ask them some questions. Yeah. But when they can story tell for you, then it's easier for you to do your job mm-hmm. and write it on paper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a great question. Yeah. And then when Ryan... Um, brought that up because yeah when you asked him how to get like how he gets great stories out of people that was his his thing and Mm -hmm. then i was thinking oh we asked that question like just Mm kind of naturally Mm -hmm. how do we get here Mm -hmm. so yeah dude that was uh that was a fun one i love ryan yeah um yeah dude 200 episodes yeah we're here and we'll uh we'll get yeah We'll obviously go in. We picked later in this episode. We picked, you check in the show notes, but we picked three episodes each that mm-hmm. we look back on specifically and how they've helped us in our development. So we'll get to that later yeah. in the episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I think that's, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun to, to hash through those and see what we each came up with. Mm-hmm. But, um, dude, I did my first MC ever. Okay. So this was last. This, this was, was last night. This was uh, last Saturday. No, yeah, yeah. this was uh, last weekend. Yeah. And we had it was on Veterans Day, and at the gym we had a whole Veterans Day event. We had uh, Fountain Square Brewing, uh, serving beers. We had bearded bagel. They brought a food truck out. Uh, I don't know final number, but it was pretty good turnout. You know, anyone mm-hmm. was welcome. Obviously, you, you buy drink tickets and pay for your food. But other than that, dude, it was free, like, donations. Indie Warrior Partnership was there. Uh, talked to Matt um, from the, from there, and they're doing a lot of good work. So donations for a great cause and stuff. And so we had a bunch of different workouts, so anyone could work out. And we had a meeting the week leading up, and they were like, oh, we need someone to MC." And I thought the owner might MC, like he's the owner. He's like, wow, I want to work out and kind of be doing other things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Dr. Owens, my good friend, um, best chiropractor here in Indy, premier performance method. Yeah, Dr. Christopher Owens. He uh, he volunteers uh, me to be the MC because I have a podcast. And I'm like, dude, that's, that's different. He goes... Dude, just give him a microphone and Colin will do it. You're um, you're good at that. Uh, and I'm don't. like, oh, that's just it's different though. Like, a, yeah, a podcast. I don't MC. You have the voice for it. Yeah, and so appreciate that. And I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll MC this this bad boy. Let's do this thing. And uh, Dr. Owens talked about the fallen soldier table, all the things that represents those who don't make it back. And so he had a great presentation on Veterans Day as well, but. Yeah, I was kind of just providing commentary, you know. Hey, remember we have Fountain Square Brewing and Bearded Bagel here, so get plenty to eat, plenty to drink, Indie Warrior Partnership, you know, talk to Matt, it's great cause. So stuff like that. Yeah. But then I would commentate like, oh, handstand walks looking better than Danielle Brandon's out here. We got a games athlete on our hands, folks. <laughs> or um, what was another one? Doc and his wife, they did the workout together. And like, it was kind of a hard workout. And I, I see Doc, he's hurt, and I go, Doc, it doesn't hurt that bad. It's not pain is French bread. Pick it up. Pick it up. And he's, like, looking at the dumbbell. Pick it up. And he looks over at me and just, like, stares at me. I'm like, yeah, uh, pick it up. You're over there. I'm over here. Pick it up. timing of the yeah. joke. <laughs> Risky timing, but funny. Oh, I crushed it. Yeah. And then I was like, come on, Doc. Jessica's doing all the heavy lifting. We know who who's doing the work there. 
Okay. Things like that, you know. Um, my friend Brian, him and his workout partner had floral shorts. I was like, and for your CrossFit fashion do's and don'ts, we have Brian and Mark in the corner back there absolutely destroying this workout. But they win fashion statement of the day. Beautiful shorts. Ask them for your fashion statements, do's and don'ts in CrossFit. Uh, so things like that, dude. It was, it was fun. Took me a while to warm up to it, though. Like, yeah, naturally. Whereas most people still probably don't know me that well. Uh-huh. So it's like, how would he land that job? Of like being in charge of the microphone, but my buddy Luke was getting me beers, and so I was, you know, could have a beer while I'm MC, and it was a good time. Different Dude, skill amazing. set, though. I really appreciate people who have to MC any sort of event because it's just different. Yeah, I'm like that's live, and it was just me. So if I had, like, if you were doing it with me, then I would have someone to like feed off of as well to help with yeah. jokes and help kind of flow. But it was I was by myself, so. Yeah, because you got to like, you have to take what the crowd gives you to and see what the right. flow of the event is because you don't, you want to MC it and do your job mm-hmm. and like, and bring personality and storytelling to the event. But you also want to, you don't want to overdo it too. You don't want to be like talking nonstop the entire right. time where like people, there's like a healthy medium, I feel yep. like. Did, did doing this inspire you to maybe do anything else or like any skills you're like oh i kind of like this would you consider doing something similar i mean look like for the right price anything's possible Tim. yeah what about <laughs> co- like comedy too like did you feel kind of like a comedian vibe too up there the fact a just, little bit obviously you weren't telling jokes all night but like you would sprinkle no. them in like did you feel that vibe doing that a little bit yeah but again if i had if I had one other person just interjecting every so often, that would, I think, really spark more of that yeah. kind of improv style. But, yeah, I had to really, like, think quick the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I would do, like, I would count people down, like, with the clock and stuff or say, hey, this much time left. You know, things like that. I would say uplifting things as well. I wouldn't mm-hmm. just joke around. But, you know, little sprinkles. Yeah. A little salt and pepper. I like it, man. Good stuff. But yeah, it was, yeah, I have a different appreciation for people who have to MC an event. Like it's, you're on. Did you get uh, good content from this? Like good videos from it? No, I got none actually. Gotcha. Because I was looking at my phone for like the workout too. Yeah, you can't can't do Um, so much. Yeah, so, but it, it was, it was fun. I don't, yeah, I don't think anyone got a picture of me. I wonder how much it would be to like, for you to just like contact somebody like, hey, videographer. Like pay someone for like a thirty minutes an hour. Probably how much be, that would be? I'd I'd say at least probably a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Unless someone out there is listening, wants to up their videographer game, and because I'm actually considering, well, we'll get to it. Do like a, a little lower <clears throat> hourly. Yeah. You know, or like a full day. I'd probably pay up if they were to help produce it and cut it too. I'd I'd pay someone a couple hundred bucks for like an eight to ten hour day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like okay. I. I I think that'd be on the lower end of, you know, professional, like what mm-hmm. they would offer. But someone out there is like intern status trying to just get their, their feet wet into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would pay that. Yeah. But yeah, at, at CrossFit Lupos, man, I got to MC. That was fun. Yeah, great event. Uh, veteran-owned gym, north side of Indy as well. So our, our owner, Chris, uh, he's Coast Guard. Uh, so great veteran-owned business. Yeah, just a very cool event, man. I, I love veterans. I got plenty of friends who are responders and veterans went mm-hmm. overseas, and mm-hmm. so just yeah, love the military community. But uh, yeah, man. So that was fun. That was a good time. Did great. some networking too last week. So yeah, yeah man. Uh, someone I, I I think I texted you. Someone else we're gonna have on the show. But just a hustler in health and fitness, man. Like we aligned super well, 
and we're each kind of chasing similar things, but we each have our own skill sets. So mm. I think we're going to meet again um, within the next week to yeah maybe talk about some some projects that we might work on together. Entrepreneur. But, uh, yes, he okay, is cool. um, for sure. So right now he's kind of helped running uh, D1 gyms. It's like franchise. Oh yeah, the Teague brothers. Yes, yeah. Nice. So he was he just at a big event in in Texas. Um, nice. So we might talk about doing some some collaborating of some sort. Yeah. But we'll see, because he does awesome. a lot of work with athletes too, and um, my friend linked us up, and so yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but man. it's just it's nice to get to know other people in the industry, and I don't think I do that enough. No one does. I yeah. don't. You don't. No one. That's and we talk about it on our show like. It's like having people you can send other people to or other people can send to you you know just like yeah. knowing people and knowing what their skills are and oh he does that better than i will i'll send you to so and so and back and forth you know yeah man no that's good little we back can, scratches yeah we can all be better at that let's continue to highlight when we do that on the show yeah as well yeah so. but yeah i had a coffee meeting thought it was going to be an hour it was like almost two good so yeah man we we started talking about green lights mm-hmm. had my green lights hat on so he's like is that yeah. Like the book, Green Lights? I was like, you're damn right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so how was uh, how's life at Tim? Oh, it's good, man. Yeah, I got, got some good updates for today. Nice. You talk about the events. Uh, I have an event myself that I was able to secure on the calendar. Uh, so I'm doing my first college workshop. Let's go. In February of 2023 at Butler. So we're doing a LinkedIn and like improving your online presence workshop. So it's going to be focus, focused on like maximizing LinkedIn like okay. creating a profile that future employers and business owners and anybody who you're trying to reach in the in your professional life will um, that way you can kind of do that and achieve those relationships and get the most out of that platform. Nice. So doing that, that's uh, awesome, dude. Because I know yeah. you've been trying to you've been trying to land that gig for a minute. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And actually, yeah, through Butler and like Blake Herford and Randy Brown, who we brought on our podcast recently, they yep. were able to introduce me to. Um, some people in Butler who make those decisions and nice. um, was able to to really strike a good relationship because like I'm trying to do as much as I can to give back to the school that gave so much to me and mm-hmm. um, I feel like I feel called to do so just because I've helped people in that that area and uh, yeah I'm excited to do it nice and I'm trying to get content from it too so that's why I was like man I wonder if I should hire someone just for that day who will come in and like take videos and pictures of me doing this because dude it's a case study through the day. Like yeah. I want to get stuff from this that I can send to future universities. Yeah, you should like, mark I've yourself done this. up too. Yeah, I've done this. Here it is, and I'm gonna send you a video of a compilation of what I did here, mm-hmm. and this is what I can do for your students. Yeah. So, so are you, is it just LinkedIn? Are you gonna get to talk <clears throat> resume stuff too, like building a good resume? Yeah. So I'm still trying as we get closer. I'm still trying to figure out the exact logistics of how to work because I'm working with them to market it. Okay. But it's going to be priority number one is LinkedIn because I feel like a lot of people, that's where they do a lot of their job search. And I feel like the I'm trying to, to present it and open up a discussion with these students in a way that educates them on the LinkedIn, but also mm. gives them the tools to write these things in their resume because that's what your LinkedIn is. It's your, yeah. your digital resume right? pretty much. It's like a, your, your online webpage. It's your... Not everyone has a website, timallersmeyer.com. Not everyone has that, but you do have a website technically, your LinkedIn page. So it's pretty much your your online resume. And so yeah. I think there'll be a lot of things that we do 
to build content and like ask yourself the questions like, hey, what am I done? What have I done in my life that's worthy of putting on my resume in mm-hmm. my LinkedIn? And I think it would be synonymous between the two. So. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, can outsiders come? I don't. I don't know how it works. I've never done this before. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's de- it's intended for students. But hey, if all right, you, dude. I'll walk in with a backpack. No, if you want to, if you, if you want to be that person that comes in with me. And uh, you can be my videographer for the day, and we can also plug in your. I mean, you never know. Ah, yeah. I, well, uh, you have to send me dates. Yeah, because I want to like I want to also get you in a butler too in some way. There's got to be a way for you to provide value to butler in some way. If so, what yeah, would be? Yeah, I don't, uh, dude. That would be. It would, it would start within the something with the HRC or with or the athletic department. One of those two departments. Yeah, right? it would be cool if they were teaching kids like how to. Not that I'm rolling in it yet, but how to make money in health and fitness when you're like, and you don't just have to be a personal trainer at a big box gym. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Or honestly, like doing some different movement and breathing stuff that they're maybe not teaching in the movement and sciences like uh, degree. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how I would be able to help in that sense just yet i do know that i want to at some point we've talked about this on the show is be an adjunct professor yeah but kind of about real life like in business but not via a book right hey we're gonna learn what life is really like and what business is really like out there because you're in a bubble here yeah so we're 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 writing that story right now we've yeah yeah, like we're living it right now we're we're building the content for when that day comes that opportunity comes like we have yeah we have I mean, we're doc- just we got to keep documenting. So, we're documenting it with this podcast. Yeah, well. let me know. I would so, love to be able to help you out. Yeah, if, for sure. If, if I can do that. Yeah, and then my other update is um, I start like I officially started my first corporate client project. So I've partnered with a mechanical contractor in Louisville yep. to rebrand at least twenty of their team members' resumes and LinkedIn profiles. And you may ask, why would you help a company? write resumes for their employees well it's because they bid on public projects uh, when they bid on like a, a co- like a the city of louisville client like a project mm-hmm. they have to submit credentials of their company one of those credentials is individual resumes so I'm bu- building resumes for a company um and yeah I, i'm so excited i am more motivated than ever to write every single resume like it's my own and like yeah. knock this out of the park yeah be diligent like be be timely be responsive and build this case study so that just like with the workshops at universities, I'd be like, Hey, here's what all these resumes looked like. Here's what they look like now. I just, I can't wait to like document me doing this so that when I do it for the next person, it's like even better, but mm-hmm. it's going to be even better right now. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And one thing, just going back, like apart from just creating a quality product for the company, just being a reliable partner, being responsive. And I think back to the job I had before the, the job I quit last to start this business one thing that I'm, I took from my supervisor that I'm applying in this specific project is mm-hmm. she was always on me about, if I was working on a project, set calendar reminders to send updates on a project. So one thing I've done with this company is like, okay. they're like, hey, I, we, want, we want to have the first round of resumes completed by uh, the first week of December. So I've literally set 10-day reminders on mine and the CEO's calendar. Mm-hmm. It says, nice. Tim, to send an update on the project. It's a calendar reminder that's literally on me to send the update. So nice. it's on the calendar, it keeps me accountable. And just small things like that to like make sure we're on the all right track and yeah. I really wanna make sure that this is done well. So yeah. I started that this past weekend. 
That's a good idea. <clears throat> yeah. Especially when he wants to know, like, they're they're trying to land work. Like, they need to land jobs. Yeah. So it's it's just a little different beast. But, yeah, he'll probably really appreciate that. That's a great, great tip. Because <laughs> yeah, here's the, like, even though, like, I'm running my own business. Yeah. I got to retrain myself to think, like, with this specific project, I'm, te- I'm technically working in corporate right now. Yeah. Like, I'm working with people You're- who are... So, like, I got to think back when I used to work in corporate, what's one thing I could take to... And I think a CEO, I try to think of things in her, in his mind, like he's not thinking about this, this project on, on his daily list. Like, right. so I got to have like little things to capture his attention. Be like, Hey, just spend five mm-hmm. minutes to read this update on the project that I've been working on for you. Yeah. So as well as, you know, what does someone want to see in a salesperson that they want to hire mm-hmm. or yeah. not, not hire, but like for the, for the job. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, Give bid. Them the business. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and just a goes to show like how even after you're hired, how important it is to still have a continuously updated resume. Because mm-hmm. those people have a job, yeah, but they still have to have a, a sharpened resume to do their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's don't let it get too dated. I know everyone did though. Everyone lets your resume get dated when you have you have work. Yeah. But you you just never know. And then if you have to scramble for it, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, and I do have to write these resumes a little differently too. Like I mostly, most of the time when I write a resume for someone, I I am placing an emphasis on past roles that they've had at different companies, and like, hey, what did you do here? Like, hey, are there any like measurable accomplishments? I like to get in the weeds, but for something like this, like I'm more focused on what they've been doing at the company they work on now because they're really like a part of the brand of their company. So Mm -hmm. I am writing the resumes a little differently, just knowing the purpose and the use of these resumes too. So that's been interesting for me as well. Just bottom line is I'm embarking on a new trail right now and I'm excited to see how it goes and I'm documenting it to see what works and doesn't work. That's awesome. So So you have, um, I'm sure they've sent you like a few parameters, things to work off of in terms of what to put in the resumes, anything like that? So this or are you just been, going off what they already have and you're going to... They've never done this before. Okay. So, so And I've never done this before either. So it was one of those things where I've been having conversations with the CEO and I've been trying to like gener- like a- ask questions on my end and do my due diligence to, to ask these questions. So mm-hmm. it's been a really good like exercise, like kind of consultative too, as yeah. well as like, hey, given my experience, like and given what you're trying to achieve, here's how we can achieve that through writing a resume. Yeah. So, yeah. Dude, that's a sweet project. I'm excited for you. Yeah, thank I'm excited you. to see, yeah, see how it goes along the way and what you run into and yeah, just new new things that you'll you'll think up. You might have new offerings for yeah. your business too. Yep. Like people, people probably are gonna ask you, oh, do you do X Y Z service? Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about it, but I can. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's fun documenting this because yeah, you're exactly right. This could lead to. A, Whole, whole new branches of the business too. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, but yeah, it'll be good. I'll keep sweet. you updated. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Oh, sweet man. Those are good updates. Yeah, two hundred updates. Yeah, this is a good episode. Yeah, I knew it would be. Looking at your notes and then typing up mine this morning. Yeah, I think we think we had a uh, yeah we had a good good kind of set list here. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think if I've done something different with the business in the last week or two. Trying to be more consistent with content. I've noticed you've done more more programs and guides this year, at least. Yes. Like, as in the last couple of weeks, like, more yep. 2022, you've done more yeah. written. And 
and I'm still working on the the golf one. Mm-hmm. But after talking to our friend Norman, who works with golfers as well with with his work, um, I think I'm gonna get some. It's called TPI. It's like a golf like training certification, pretty mm-hmm. much. I think I might get that first. Then I can attach that to the guy. Like, hey, credibility marketing. Yes. Yeah. Like, okay. Program like provided by a TPI certified coach. And I think that will really up my street cred within the golf community more so. Yeah. But I can still make other things like until that comes out. Without like, a doubt. Yeah. So There's I can st- always something to create. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe I take a few movements or uh, workouts from what I was going to originally plan out and post those one at a time, like kind of break it, break it apart. Mm-hmm. and make each one a post, you know, use one thing, how many different Dude, yeah. ways. Millions, and millions of pieces of content. After I go through this education, I'm sure my original program is going to change. Yeah. 100%. You'll pick up things in the pro, in the certification too, the curriculum from that, mm-hmm. that you'll be able to to reverse en- or engineer into a, a post. Like there's going to be bits and pieces of that. Cause like that's the right. thing with you, man. Like, and and it's what I'm doing. Like, we need to continue to put out like the the itty beat, like the small pieces of content that we learn along the journey, mm-hmm. that we're that are gonna feed into that thing that you sell later. Yeah. Cause, but the thing, like the thing is with people, like most of the people, they'll take advice, they'll take info, and it's a lot more difficult to apply and like mix into your own strategy if you don't have a like a coach by your side to help you and be like a formalized plan so mm-hmm. that's the name of the content game is give stuff out for free that people can take small and apply on a daily basis but yeah. that's that's all going to feed into your your thing that you create from the certification and yeah 100 percent. dope yeah because norman uh he saw me posting about a bunch of golf stuff that i'm doing and so he was asking me about it, and he asked if I was TPI certified. I was like, no, but I've, I've heard about it. I've thought about doing it, and he highly recommended it. So shout out to him getting me uh, getting me thinking harder on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably try to start that in, in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Just kind of set, okay. set some extra funds aside because it's not a cheap one. Right. It's not a cheap one. Um, but I think it's going to be good, kind of like a oh, stamp of approval, yeah. you know. So now anything I put out that is geared towards the golf community, mm-hmm. I think that's really just going to help. And then once you <clears> – <throat> sorry. Then once you get that certification, like knowing that you have that specialized knowledge, that will make it even easier for you to like focus and like target your efforts on golfers and right. your marketing yeah. efforts and your networking like – that will incentivize you because you have that thing that you. It'll help my content game. Yeah, yeah. Have more ideas of what to provide, like. And you can give free advice to your best friends who also golf too. <laughs> so. That's... For the right price, anything's possible. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, you're like my client zero for for yeah. actually doing golf things. Yeah. And dude, let, yeah, yeah. Tim can, drives like 335 yards on a par four. It's fine, no big deal. Bro, I've never no hit the deal. ball farther this year. Far, like I feel this more southpaw just destroying balls. Yeah, I feel more limber and uh, just flexible than I ever did when I was 21, 22 because of the yeah. exercises we've done, and I hit it farther. Well, and like in golf is you've been golfing me. since you could walk. So no, but, but believe me, golf is easier. Golf is easier when you hit it for farther, which I've been able to <laughs> imagine that, which I've been able to do this year because of your exercises. But yeah, man, continue to utilize me as a resource because like 
when it comes down to like you helping the golfers you do in the future, it's going to be about obviously you're going to be creating your programs that you learn, but you also Mm got to always have that pulse and that ear on what the golfer community is dealing with. Like what are the pain they deal with? What are the things that they're trying to achieve in their own life? And gathering those as data points for you to like Mm -hmm. market to them. Well, yeah, I I sent uh, my warm up, uh, my five best exercises to warm up before golf to you and Brian Moore, uh, founder of Midwest Golf Supply. So if you need other golf equipment, nice, it's used, but it's in great shape. Midwest mm-hmm. Golf Supply, hit that up. Uh, but yeah, because I'm like, dude, I don't know like the golf community like you do. Mm-hmm. I don't know, out of the huge name golfers, I don't really know many people. It's just kind of a, a niche I accidentally fell into mm-hmm. and really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> yeah, you're definitely my, my ear to the ground on that. Yeah, for I got sure. you. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you all the guides. You'll get first... First dibs. Thank. Yeah. <clears throat> Welk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that's that's my thoughts there. Okay, um, good. But in terms of, uh, oh, you want to hit tips and then I'll hit tips? Oh, yeah, for sure. Are yeah. you down with your updates? Yeah, yeah, that's my update. Um, content is still going well. I'm still, you know, sure. thinking of, of new ways to use something a bunch of different, in a bunch of different forms. Uh, need to get back on my blogs though. My mm-hmm. blogs have, have slowed a little bit because okay. I've been more about videos and and Which social medias. Can't really be mad about that. Like, yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> but I know I know the written yeah. word is still it's super important. Yeah. Uh, for marketing, so yeah, I'd say the only change that's lacked a little bit, but I, I've caught on to that, and now I've yeah I'm replanning it into my week weeks worth of work. Yeah, and there's so. things you can do to take that time that you're not writing as many blogs in and you utilize that to get the, the best ROI back on your time and that's mm-hmm. optimizing your website for voice there's things you can do to yeah and we can discuss that off, offline as well but like there's things you can do to update your website your existing content even the non-blog stuff for now that's optimized for voice yeah. and that 100%. will give you that will give you a good bang for your buck too good if you're point. not writing as many blogs so. yeah yeah good point but oh, you're gonna do that in the blogs just anyway, gonna so. drop that one in there are you yeah just <laughs> drop it in the bucket dropperson all right give us give us some some High quality episode two hundred career tips. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Two hundred career tip. Yeah. They're always high quality. Right? Yeah, this is a career tip that I think you can use in your personal life too, with your your significant other, with your close friends, with your family, whatever. And it's it's proofing your questions is what I'm gonna kind of label it as because I, I had a phone call with a close friend this past week and told me about how he at, he was in a group chat and he asked a question to the group chat. And it offended some people. The question it offended someone Just in the group. I'm not going to say what the question is, but he had good intentions with the question, and like people took it their own way and spun it, and like, oh my god. And he was he was telling me about it. So, so I was like, That's okay, painful. He's like, yeah. And I was like, I'm not like, I'm not going to give you. I mean, I'm going to give you some advice here. You can take it if you want, but it, it kind of motivated me to talk on the show. Mm-hmm. Proofing your questions, like, and that means like attaching a reason and an explanation for why you ask the question which like obviously like you don't owe someone like an explanation for what you do but right i was gonna go there yeah but let me go here like this i because i've tried this with everybody i talk to as well and it works Mm -hmm. because like i've had times where i ask a question be like why are you asking that question has that ever happened to you before or like i'm sure it has if if you're typing a question via email someone on the other end of the email or text in a group chat is gonna just read the question they're not they don't see 
like only 10% of a message is communicated through written form. The yeah. other 90% is like how you ask it, why you ask it, and why you yeah. ask it is part of and they have how no, you ask it. No tone or inflection, no body right. language, no like. So yeah, try this. Like we live in a digital age where like people get bombarded with information all the time. They have a lot of thoughts going in their head. Like they don't like, so the lesson from that is be and clear and direct as to in your communication style. There should be no ambiguity or confusion in the words you speak on a daily basis because people have so many distractions and people people evaluate information and it's easy to misconstrue things i think in today's age because we get so much of it so that's yes. what i'm saying like yes proof your questions by attaching a reason explanation like you want to give people a context for why like you you asked it and like in terms of like giving the reason behind it giving the reason gives people the ability to answer the question in a way that's like mutually beneficial for both parties. So attach a reason and explanation mm -hmm. on your question, but also come from obviously like you're asking a question to get information for yourself. But when sure. you give that reason for your question, come from a place of like selflessness and like, and helping others. Like a re and if a, if another person wants to misconstrue your question at that point, it's on them because right. you've given, you've right. given the full reason why you're asking the question and you're coming from a place of helping and like selflessness, like that's the best way to go about it. Cause that leaves no, cause like if you can like proof it and nip it in the butt early, yeah. that eliminates the opportunity of someone to misconstrue it. Yeah. That's that's kind of the, the career tip that I had. And I, that can help in like professional emails, communication at work, anything, so. That's a great tip. Cause yeah, thing, it's easy to misconstrue, but I think it's also easy to want to take something out of context. True. You know, that's like on the other person. Our, our brains just see conflict, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's. I like how you said give give good reasoning, and yeah, to your your point of you don't have to give everyone an explanation of why you do anything and everything, right? But when in that setting or in a, in a work setting, if you can ask the question and give them a how this is going to be valuable mm -hmm. like how your answer is going to help me add value to this other department this person this project mm -hmm. i'm asking this because it's going to help me do x y and z which is going to be a whole lot more valuable yeah and if they understand oh he's just trying to do it better or mm -hmm. do a good job mm -hmm. it's not not attacking anyone or any you know what i mean yeah. like it's it gives them a oh this is good value this yeah. is why that person, he or she needs to know the answer to that question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I promise you, people will receive your questions better if you give them a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, like if I have a, a meeting with a client this Friday and I ask, can you send me your resume? And then that's one way to ask it. What if, yeah. I, what if I say, can you send me your resume? I really want to make sure I'm providing as much value as I can up front. And seeing your resume before the call will allow me to prepare right. and offer value up front. Yeah. Which is a better way of asking the question. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, they're about the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's a micro example of a like, yeah, like that for if you're waiting on any, if you're waiting yes. on anything from anybody, like I like uh, I don't know, like for our show for our show, like I could be like, hey Slag, are you gonna send me your notes for the show? What if I say, hey, Slager, are you going to send me your notes for the show? Because I want to, I want to make sure our episodes as good as possible, and I want to make sure that yeah. I prepare and look over your stuff so I can ask you good questions. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's a great way to ask. Yeah. And, but in the same token, but we don't owe each owe each other that explanation. Right. Either. But we know each other. Already. Me, if you say, hey, are you going to send me your questions? Like I take that as, oh shit, yeah, you need those for our show. Like it, yeah, 
you just you need them, and yeah. so that's why you're asking. So I don't take it any other way. Cause, ah, dang, I didn't do my my job yet. I gotta send him. Yeah. My my questions. Yeah. And, and I just take it as a little helpful reminder. Yeah. A little mm-hmm. like friendly nudge. Like, hey, yeah, we need these. Like, I know you're on it, but exactly. That's how I take it. It's not like, oh, why are you just saying? <laughs> There's not even a question mark there. Yeah. Why does he hate me? Yeah. And it's like, right. nobody got time for that. Yeah, we're on episode 200. That comes from... I also know you, too. Yeah. You that, know me. Like, we're on, yeah, we're on episode 200. We've worked around each other for so long. Like We, we don't get offended yeah. that easy. And that comes from, like... <laughs> like And we've we've backed up what we've said. Like, we've mm-hmm. always... We've proven each other's loyalty to each other and our loyalty to the, to the show mm-hmm. through our actions. So we would never... I mean, that's the thing. And that's yeah. what you do in your professional relationships. Yeah. From, yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's... Great tip, though, proofing your questions. It does avoid a lot of unnecessary extra. Yeah. You, you know, where it's, man, I didn't mean it like that. You Come on. Right. You know I'm not trying to take it, you know? Yeah. But to your point, it, it nips it in the butt. Yeah. And just, I, what, last thing, like, again, you, if a person's going to react a certain way and misconstrue it, that's on them. But at least do your responsibility. At least give it, like... Base, given the context of your relationship, like do, do what you can to eliminate the, the ambiguity. Yeah. So, Okay. Question for you. Yeah. If someone's in a work setting, let's just use corporate as an example because you deal with a lot of people yeah. in most corporate settings. And it was via email or something and someone had a request and say they <clears> – let's say they did kind of proof the question like, hey, need this info for this such and such reason. Yeah. Can you send it to me when you get a minute? What do you do if someone still does take it way out of context? <laughs> I mean, because if you need something, like everyone's yeah. got supervisors, you know, any sort of claim or attack could make someone lose a job. Yeah. So what? what's your kind of approach if someone is just taking things you say so far out of context? As long as both parties are willing to invest the time you need to invest more time into figuring each other out and getting on the same page. Yeah. That, that would be my advice to that. Like go to that person and be like, Hey, it's based on our communication thus far. I think we need to like set aside time to like understanding each other and what we're trying to achieve here and get mm-hmm. on the same page. And then maybe you have that meeting and realize that there's, there's probably other people in play too as well. That could be a thing. Like if there's different interests at stake, Yeah. just kind of navigating that. But the, it all comes down to like, who are the people that we need to bring in here to get this thing done and how can we get on the same page to achieve the same goal here yeah so Pretty set an in person yeah meeting That's, yeah 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 get, okay, cool yeah dedicate time to making sure that you can hear each other out and can dedicate time and attention to each other mm-hmm. and then do it in a setting where all of the the meaning behind your message can be communicated Got or it. as much of it can be because as long as you're not in person like you and me are across from a table you're never going to fully be able to communicate the full message across right right because i'm sure there's someone out there thinking oh this person at work always takes things the wrong way i just ask for something simple mm-hmm. over email and they think i'm like being bossy or being an ass mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of why that question ooh, knocking my mic down here came to mind is what if someone's just taking it out of context and right yeah if you know i like that you said to have an in-person i bet that person's not going to take as many things out of context in person right you know everyone's a warrior on the keys yeah People, I mean, 
and doing that like inspires the why behind everything. Yeah. Like people like to, people generally like to help, but if you give reasoning for asking something from someone, like them knowing that backstory could inspire like a confidence in them or inspire them to, to help you out because they know where their help is going towards, mm-hmm. I guess. That's the yeah. other thing. Yeah. That's a good it. point. I don't know. It's good to try it out. Yeah, like pro- obviously your questions, don't be an asshole. Yeah. So what's your tip for today? So. Uh, mine, so I, I actually made some content about this as well, is why golfers should lift weights. Okay. And because I think my content has started, I'll float towards more general uh, tips, like nutrition and training tips, and I don't want to float back towards gener- generalities mm-hmm. because I need to be niche. Like riches are in niches. And so... I was like, okay, I have to go back to tailoring my things to the niches that I'm going after. Mm-hmm. So why golfers specifically should lift weights. And you know, your prime example, like you work out a lot, you're in great physical shape, but you're strong too. You know, I don't know how close to 335 yards on a par four, yep, you would get if you weren't as physically strong, if you didn't lift weights as regularly as you do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think technique, your golf swing technique, and your breathing mechanics can only get you to a certain point before physical strength has to kick in. Mm-hmm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not a golfer like you. Um, I'm pretty bad, but it's a good time. But at a certain point, like, strength is a factor mm-hmm. in almost all things. So if you want to hit further, if your swing mechanics are on point, your breathing mechanics are on point, um, you know, and you're just, I need more distance. How strong are you? Mm-hmm. Are you lifting weights or aren't you? And yes, if you're not lifting weights, when you start to do so, it might kind of air quotes, ruin your swing for a hot sec. Mm-hmm. If you're not used to it, like you're, you're used to adjusting mm-hmm. your strength and, and technique. But at a certain point, your strength is going to in, impact how far you hit the ball. It, it's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Same with baseball players. Like a guy who is uh, very strong and someone who never lifts weights, like the guy who's stronger is eventually just going to hit the ball further. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And so for that reason, first reason, that's why golfers need to lift weights is to hit the ball further when all of your other skills are in pristine condition. Mm-hmm. Injury prevention. Like people want to golf. They like golf because they can do it until they die, basically. It's, it can be an old man sport. But injury prevention, longevity, also helped with resistance training, with mm-hmm. training with weights. Your ligaments, your tendons, your joints, everything is so much better supported along with your movement. Like your, your health, your overall health will improve, but your game and longevity in the game is what we're shooting for. Mm-hmm. And injury prevention too. So you're less likely to be injured. I know... In shape golfers, Tiger Woods still had lots of back injuries. I don't know all the reasons behind those, but because he had one of the most powerful swings of all time. I mean, and yeah, guilty as charged. Wasn't sustainable. That man's an ox. Yeah, he was, he's massive. Yeah, he was. He was Same big. thing with Bryson. Like you've seen Bryson DeChambeau get injuries, even though yeah. he weight trains and everything. It's yeah, some yeah. swings are like really powerful. Yeah. So injury prevention, and then just being in better shape than your competition, like. We all love John Daly. I love John Daly. Healthiest guy? 
No, not really. Not at all. But he's <laughs> he's still a stud golfer. Still yeah. set the record for the longest drive. Like, you know, and the man rips heaters and drinks hella chocolate milk. Yeah, like 20 Cokes a day. I've right. Heard. So, so and, and maybe he's changed since then. We're not trying to he has bash not John, John Daly. Then. Love John Daly. Right. <laughs> Great guy. Great but, for the game. You know, in that case, if you're in shape and the dude you're going to head, head to head with is not so much, like the longer you're out there, the better for you and your game because you're in better shape. You can outlast him or her, and they're going to fatigue get more mentally fatigued as well as physically, everything is going to start to decline faster than you will. Mm-hmm. And you're there to win. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, top three reasons golfers should lift weights. Be stronger to hit uh, hit the ball further. Injury prevention. And then being in better shape than your competition. You want to outlast everybody else. Mm-hmm. So golfers need to be lifting weights. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be in there five days a week. Two full body workouts excuse me, two full body workouts each week can really go a long way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, golfers need to be lifting weights. Okay. Yeah. What about, uh, what about the, the golfers out there that have never picked up a weight in their entire life and they're a little, uh, a little scared and hesitant. Are there things, other things that they can do besides lifting free weights to I mean, intro yeah. into? Like if, if you, if you feel more comfortable with machines, okay. if you feel comf- more comfortable with machines than free weights, like, yeah, I know there's a lot of, different joint stability and, and balance and things like that that come with, and skill that comes with free weights. Yeah. So if you're super new to touching weights, start with machines. Start with resistance bands, like simple movements. I that, like resistance bands because they're, they're friendly for the on-the-go traveler. Like 100%. you can pull up in your hotel and do band exercises in your I, hotel. I, do, I still use bands all yeah. the time. Oh, I do too. Really so things like that, you know, machines – there's instructions on machines that tell you how to do the movement. If you're starting at zero and you even do two days a week of all machines, you're going to see gains. Mm-hmm. You're just going to. because mm-hmm. Especially with a younger training age, you know, going from zero to something. You're going to have a bigger jump in gains than someone who's been weight training for years on end and changes their program slightly. Right. So, yeah, it, great question. If you're super new but not new to golf, new to weights – then start with the the least amount of resistance. Mm-hmm. And, and by that, I mean like your barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. You don't have to start doing Olympic movements with a barbell, although I've had golfers do that. But start with machines. There's instructions. Yeah, Read it. I know it can be intimidating, but shit, dude, not everyone went to the gym for the first time and knew how to do everything. Yeah. It's okay. And, 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 and people comfort- will help. Yeah, and be comfortable with the fact that you're gonna be sore. Like mm-hmm. sore, yeah. sore is a sign that you're pushing your muscles in different ways that they've never been pushed before, and that's how you build muscle. So right. that's a positive feedback loop. And right. Get and, through it. And if you yeah, if you are sore, keep moving. I'm not saying if you're sore the day after you weight train to go back and weight train again, but just move that day. Yeah. Maybe it's a walk. Maybe it's yard work. It'll help you recover better. Such good advice. Yeah. Even that's when you're sore, like yeah. stay moving. Don't just get couch locked. Oh, I'm so sore. I can't move. One, try to not make yourself that sore. Yeah. But it's going to happen if you start from nothing. Yeah. But just keep your body moving. Yeah. You know, feed it well, hydrate it well, good sleep, but move on days that you are sore and it will help your recovery. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. That's one of the hidden benefits that I found of having a, a, t- a two story house is I like jogging up and down the stairs. Oh, the stairs. It's, 
even on days where Rocky out here doing the Balboa when he gets to the top. Yeah, even on days where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I get out of bed, I'm so sore. Introducing those movements throughout my day, like mm-hmm. it helps me recover so much more now. It's yeah. yeah, that's so good advice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think golfers need to be lifting weights. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a good good question though for Thank someone you. who's you know a veteran at golf and maybe not so in the gym. Yeah. Because I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so. You're good. All right. Um, should we get into our top episode takeaways? Yeah, we should. Uh, All right. For format, do you want to yeah. just share one, 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 go back and forth? I was, just yeah, to I was keep it back and the forth. Same thing. Yeah. You, I think you, you should kick it off. Okay. Yeah, I just um, did a lot of yapping. Yeah, no, per, yeah. For always. T- take a break. Okay. I'll ah, do... Uh, with this body armor should water. We start, should I... Does it matter order-wise? Like, should I start, like, furthest away and work most recent or start most recent and work further away? I think you save... You just go any order that that makes your your heart all right. I'll start. Too. I'll do recent just because it's yeah, it's most. Um, I, I ended up doing two interviews and then one of them of just a solo episode of us. Okay. Uh, the most recent one, episode one eighty eight with Jose Azambuya. Uh, so he uh, runs. Yes, Jose dude. Yeah, yeah. So he's the founder and CEO of Nova Life Nutriments, which is a company that helps companies and influencers launch products into the market. But what I took from his episode. Uh, didn't really have anything to do with like the formation of his company, but more of like the content creation aspect. He also has like his own like TikTok where he specializes in like referring people to like cool websites that they can use. Like that's kind of his niche, his thing. Yeah. So his conversation with us kind of inspired me to like get into TikTok. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And he was very bullish. Yeah. And like, and that coupled with some things I heard with Gary Vsey, even though he's been saying him for forever. Uh, but yeah, I, my business, I'd never, I'd only really been working with people just one-on-one hadn't really been producing con free online content for people. That's like up on a daily basis. And his conversation with us, like really hit it home for me. Finally, that if I want to be successful as a brand in the future, mm-hmm. I need to have like content online all the time yeah. and like, di- and like different because yeah, people's attention spans, you need to be at the forefront of their minds as much as you can. And that means posting every day so yeah he he really hit that home for me in his episode yeah and you know think about if if you've ever followed someone's page and they stopped posting content they're kind of gone from your mind you stop seeing it you, you stop following them. it yeah yeah they're forgotten yeah so you you cannot stop posting content which is i mean you tell me to be nicer to myself but if i miss a couple of days i'm like ah lazy sack of shit yeah. That's work. Or that's like... Do your job. Yeah. Well, I mean, not even like lazy sack of shit. That's <laughs> one less day you have left to gain another customer. That's one less... Yeah. That's however many views your video was going to get that day. That's 500 less people who mm-hmm. didn't know about you. And breaking yeah. news to you as well, even when you post, say the person reads your post at 9 a.m., they already forgot about your post at 9.15. Yeah. So they need to see you every day to finally click on more. Yeah. Especially on TikTok. Yeah. You can get forgotten real fast on TikTok. Yep. But so that's just something that kind of kicked me in the ass. Yeah. That, that interview. That that was a, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Man, Jose, good good peoples. Yep. Um, yeah, I was I really appreciated his advice and how much he really pushed us towards TikTok mm-hmm. because I was really trying to avoid it as long as possible. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to post or worry about on another thing. Mm-hmm. But... TikTok is just different. You can get so many more eyes mm-hmm. on you faster than an Instagram or Facebook 
because they're so saturated. Mm-hmm. And that that was another point of Jose's. He's like, it's not too saturated yet. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of open space for you guys to own on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And that hit me. I was like, damn, dude, you're right. Yeah. Like, first mover's advantage. Yep. And anything can happen. Like TikTok could be not gone next week. You never know. But like just build an audience that trusts you that if that if that would ever happen, they'd be able to like follow you to, to, to a different platform. Mm-hmm. And I will say like if TikTok is point. if TikTok is here to stay, like there are people in all demographics that continue to move on to the platform. Like I go throughout my normal day at the gym, I'll walk through the grocery store. There are people that are 40s, 50s and 60s that say the word TikTok. Like people yep. use it. People and like know it. it's mostly young people right now, but yeah. um Obviously, like if you're a business targeting like 40s, 50s, 60s, like LinkedIn, Facebook, that's still the best place to do that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, my, I'm a firm believer, like you should try to be on as much as you can because yeah. you never know what, what's going to happen, the way demographics will move. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Well, what I, about you? I had something else I was going to say. Oh, you're good. Uh, give me like two seconds. It'll come back. It was something that you said about TikTok. You said it to me recently. Oh, no, it's come on. Come back. Oh, yes. Ah, there we go. Ah. And we're back. Um, when you said, you've told me when you get a new follower, that's someone uh, subscribing to, like, your info. Yeah. Your, you know, call it your your magazine, your your footprint. Like Your they, classroom, your online yeah. classroom. You are the yes, teacher. Yes, that's, that's how you said it. Yeah. They agreed to keep consuming your content because they have found something valuable. Mm-hmm. And that made me think of the like followers differently. Not that mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with how many followers I have, although we're going for the most amount of attention. Mm-hmm. But then it made me realize, okay, I need to keep on this trend because this is what people are wanting. They're, mm-hmm. they're following, they're sharing, they're saving it. They're engaging with it, so I need to keep being similar with this content because mm-hmm. that's that's what they're they're wanting and needing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just that was another great piece of advice. You got a lot of those. Yeah, that I, I've kind of hung on to is oh, someone followed me, and they're not trying to get me to trade on forex. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually wanting more of what what I got, not just a hat rack up here, Tim. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good, great episode. Love Jose. Shout out you, man. Yes, sir. Uh, so I'm just gonna kind of go in order of ones that that came to mind. So episode 192, and I I brought up this one because this is, and I was going back kind of via our Instagram. That's how I kind of gauged timeline. But 192, maybe it was a few before that is when you and I started doing legit reels, cutting more video clips, really being bullish on on having better marketing, better content for both the show and each of our businesses. Mm-hmm. And around that episode is when we started taking it more seriously. Yeah. In terms of that style of content. Yep. Like we've always been serious about the show, but in terms of providing a, a different form of content more value being more methodical with it that was about when we started to do a better job of video value Mm -hmm. uh, for our listeners and our businesses yep and drawing that connection and bridge between the two yep yep yeah so that was i i thought that was a very good turning point 
in, in our show and for ourselves as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it just so happens that episode was four episodes after Jose's too. So I'm sure Jose oh, had a small yeah. piece in that as well. Yeah. Man, yeah. Jose, it's basically like your show now, yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude. For real. No, but that, yeah, that was the episode that we like talked about it kind of openly on the podcast. Like yeah. kind of put it in action. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, that's why I thought that that yeah. episode was, was big time. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Hit me again. Yeah, 107 Ryan Mickler. Oh, Ryan Mickler. Love yeah, Ryan which Mickler. this this guy. Order a man, baby. He, at the time, I don't know what he's at now. He had like 60,000 followers. And this was something, this was a guy that you had been working on for quite a while. And he was de- definitely an A-lister. I think I borderline had to annoy him to an extent. And that was the most nervous I've seen you before an interview. Before an interview, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Ryan Mickley is the founder of Order of Man, which... Um, is a podcast, the brand that fosters like a movement to reclaim and restore masculinity. So he's obviously there's things you can take, <clears throat> but his brand is more focused on like men and like growing up to be the best man you can be yep. for your family for for whatever. So yep. I thought that this was such a good interview. And the things that I took from this is obviously there's many knowledge bombs he dropped, but tell me how to show up in different aspects of my life, whether it's as a husband, a family member, a resume writer, career coach, business mm. owner, podcaster. He talked about the different like roles that we play on a daily basis and showing up for each one and being yourself and authentic in each one. Yep. So that Don't wear stuck out to hats. me. And I still I still think about that today as well. Like I, I am like obviously we you you might talk differently depending on who you talk to, but your your motivations and your dealings with everybody, it, it's all binded by a set of core values that you have for yourself. So yep. That's the biggest thing I took from that. And then the consistency aspect, not being good enough to be consistent. We still say that back to each other on a daily basis now. Yep, and that was yep. from his show. Um, and we just talked about it a, a couple minutes ago, like being consistent with your content. Um, and like, it's helped me kind of overcome imposter sy- syndrome as well. Like being like a resume writer, career coach, I'm young, way younger compared to most people. And sure. that's, that's the reason why someone wouldn't hire me is the fact that I'm, I'm maybe younger. I haven't seen as much life to, to reflect on it, but I firmly believe that my ability to be consistent with everything I do is going to mm-hmm. overcome that. And that's going to give me the experience over time in the long run to get more clients. But in the short short term, continuing to be consistent will allow sure. me to get clients. So that's what I took from that. Um, and then, yeah, I think just the last thing is like not worrying about other people's opinions of me and like not letting people's insecurities about their own life and what they're dealing with spill onto me in mm-hmm. a negative manner. Cause that's really where that's coming from when people hate on you. Yeah. And I noticed that following his Instagram as well. Cause he, he teaches me a lot, not only on our podcast that we have with them, but like daily, like how he like, how he approaches people that hate on his page. Like he uses them as lessons, Yeah. which I think is a very unique, obviously a lot of people do that. I'm sure. But He's one of the few that do it on my timeline. Like he uses them as lessons when people hate on him and mm-hmm. he educates people like, hey, if, when you put yourself out there, even if you're doing it for good, like there's going to be people online that talk shit about you. And that's going to come to us like as we continue to grow our brands online, we're going to have people like that. So sure. I kind of I kind of study the way he deals with haters sometimes. To, yeah, and he'll post it too, which, yeah. is, which is good. Yeah, yeah, and it taught me that like most of the time when people hate on you, it's it's something that they're like struggling internally oh, yeah. on and it's they're yeah. splitting their insecurities on you so yeah it's not a youth thing yeah it's just because you're doing better than them right that's i think that's the not the thing but it's a thing for yeah sure. but having empathy for that person being like yeah that person they're struggling with yeah. something they're not happy with yeah, yeah. you know so, it's it's a tough spot to be dude life is hard man yeah 
And that's how some people take it out. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. What's uh, Rogan say? He tells people, oh, I just post and ghost, man. Yeah. Post and ghost. Don't read shit. Good, bad, don't read any of it. Right. And, um, you know, sometimes there's decent feedback, but if people just being assholes, then yeah. But, dude, that was a uh, that was an awesome episode. And I love that you brought up the fact of being consistent, like, yes, with work, but with yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Because I think in, in that episode we were on the lines of work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And he said there is none. He's like, you, you are who you are. Be the same. He goes, the, the way I'm talking to you guys now is the way I talk to the friends that were visiting us from out of town last week. And the same I talk to my wife and kids. And, you know, to an extent, he's going to talk to his wife different than he talks to us. Yeah. But in yeah. terms of, of him being the same guy... Right. Like to your point of values and morals, like he's the same. He's mm-hmm. consistent with everybody. And that was a big uh, lesson for me as well. Because sometimes if, you know, you have a bad day, you might be shorter or quieter around people and you don't give them a reason, then they think it's them. I'm like, God, mm-hmm. people need consistency. Yeah. I don't want to be some unpredictable person. Right. And yeah, I was a little nervous for that one. Yeah, yeah. Understandably I mean, so. He, I was too. I was. I think he's kind of a big just deal, as nervous dude. as you, man. <laughs> yeah. You know. But like, I, but I know the feeling of schedule. You're the one that scheduled the interview. You're the one that put in the groundwork to, to get him, and you're at that moment. I, I could. Yeah, I think I sent him I like four or five different emails. Yeah, you had to bug him, and he called it out in the interview, like as a positive, like, "Hey, like I'm on your show because of how you followed up with me." I bet that meant a lot to you, right? Hearing him. Yeah, say that, that was like. Yeah. <sighs> cool. He liked my follow ups. Yeah. Whew. Did something. Yeah. Yeah, it um Yeah, I don't know. That was very gracious of him to be on be on our show. And and hopefully we'll get to have him again on in the future. Yeah. Um and I'm gonna send him the I'm gonna send him this clip of us. Yeah. When I go and cut you it. You should let him know. Yeah. Just, I, I'll DM it to him. Such a such a good episode with so much good value. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, and, and hopefully we'll talk to him again soon. I, I saw that he has some injury. He can't roll for a while, which which really sucks. But even his mindset with that, he's going to, mm-hmm. to practices. He's watching what they're doing, what they're mm-hmm. working on. And so he's still learning, man. He's, he's just a, he's a tough dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, glad you brought that one up. I feel like I kind of talked enough to make that one of mine now, too. You're good. 107, Ryan Mickler. Yeah. Doug Bertram, 152. He... Started his own franchise. His company does um, things from manual therapies like physical rehabilitation, uh, different sorts of training, massage, uh, things like that. So he has created uh, quite an environment where the people that work, quote unquote, for him, they're kind of building their own businesses too, but he'll help like generate the leads. He has the patients and clientele for say a massage therapist to rent space from him, rent a room from him, and they just go in and work. So he's he's got a real good system going and is he himself is getting more into continued education. So mm-hmm. providing uh, programs and more continued ed for people within that space. And I really enjoyed that episode because it showed how someone in health and wellness and rehab uh, i think they do like he's an acupuncturist so they do dry needling. they do all those awesome things but he showed how one could structure something like that 
and I don't know how much money he makes. I'm not trying to assume that, but he has a few locations, so it's going well. Really cool business model. It's going well. I thought that was one of the coolest things about it. Yeah. the model behind it. Yeah, and so he... I think it's it's hard sometimes to see how can I make a lot of money in health and fitness because people think of just personal training where some make a lot of money, some barely make any at all. Mm-hmm. So he, he showed a way to do that. Obviously, he's got a lot of different parts and aspects to his business in terms of employees and stuff and, and services and offerings. Mm-hmm. But he showed a way to scale up a health and wellness business successfully. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just, he's he's kind of paving a path, a different path that someone else can look at and try to recreate in their demographic. Mm-hmm. And, and I just thought he did that extremely well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed talking to him. Obviously, he he's very high level thinker too. So we got in more science-y things and in our conversation, way above my head, which it was I cool enjoyed. about it. Yeah, yeah, it's a guy who who cares a lot, but he knows how to do his job very so well. So cool. Yeah, cares a lot, knows a lot. Very so, informative. Yeah, one fifty two with Doug Bertram. I liked just because of the industry and, and what he's created. Yeah, is there any like specific like any like shades of influence of his business that's in yours or like any? Because it sounds like he inspired mm. he inspired you to build a business like build a better business, making money in health and fitness. But is there anything specific you've done? Um, contemporary business model, like his a good business, question. Yeah, because because I, I don't I don't own my physical location. Like I don't mm-hmm. own the building I'm in. I, I also rent space, but I'd say I probably practice the same in terms of trying to have or at least be surrounded by multiple services Mm -hmm. in that industry. Like I can send someone to a chiropractor. I can send someone to a CrossFit gym. I know someone who does muscle activation technique. So I'm surrounded by a lot of different uh, talents Mm -hmm. that can help people in in this space. Mm -hmm. But again, I've not like created a franchise kind of like he has, but I'd say just... Education. I, f- yeah. I like to think I'm continuously being educated on something else. Right. So, Good. I'd, yeah. And, and I think that'd be something cool to do at a, a certain point too. But it's more so I just – I really appreciated what he has built. And he's kind of like a a, a pave maker. Pave maker, mm-hmm. is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Trailblazer. Trailblazer. That's, yeah, that's, that's the word. That's ah, the word. Like ah. That's, that's right. From, not from Portland, though. He's, uh, oh, what is he, Minnesota? I, I, I think ain't he's, talking Dame Lillard. I'm talking this guy. Yeah, I think he said Minnesota. Milwaukee? Maryland. Maryland. Ah. Ah. All the ones with M. I was going to yeah. probably go to that one last, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. 152, Doug Bertram. Yeah, r- great business model. Hell of a blueprint. So if you're you know trying to have a one-stop shop, whether it's a... PT office, you know, physical therapy or massage, any sort of clinic setting that you're really trying to scale up, this is your episode 152. Mm-hmm. Doug Burke. Yeah. So, all right. Hit me again, Tim. Yeah. Episode 117, February of 2020. So if you flash back, if you we go have back. We date as yeah, well. well. The date is important because it's this was right after Kobe's death. Oh, and this man. was right before the pandemic like officially broke out. Mm. So like we had some knowledge of COVID at this time, okay. but this was like right before 
they started shutting everything down. Uh, so first, I'm gonna talk about the Kobe's death aspect. So in this episode, because we talked like in this episode, I talked about what I'm about to talk about now. Yeah. And this and this that episode was kind of our first solo episode after Kobe's death. So his death really put like a lot of things into perspective about like my life and where I dedicate my focus and time. And at that time, like I was still working my marketing job okay. where I was working like all the time, like yep. didn't have any time to do anything. So um, his death taught me like you could be a millionaire, billionaire, you can make all the money in the world and you can have the perfect life. But like all that can be taken away from you in a split second. Mm. And obviously like we're, we're on a quest to create a life we want to live and make money. And that's good. You should all should do that. Cause that's a product of your fruits and labor to the world. Mm-hmm. Like that's always, but always focus on what's what what truly matters and like if if you were to be on your deathbed fast forward to that you you're going to be a lot more thankful for the work you put in for yourself and the time that you invest in yourself and less worried about like the opinions of other people so his death taught me like really focus on like really making myself the best person i can be so that i can be a better uh husband boyfriend whatever family yeah. member and yeah. value the relationships that actually matter to me because that's what's important the relationships with your your very close friends and your family the people that have made you who, who you are and you being the best person you can be so that kind of put things into perspective for me and like what i valued in life and um that transitioned into like me being in that job that made me want to get out of that job that i was in because i realized I, I had no work-life balance my mental health wasn't good I kind of lost like who I was as a person and like what I was good at because I was mm-hmm. doing a job that really three people should have done and I wasn't doing it very well because of that and mm-hmm. I was just losing confidence in everything. So yeah. this episode was where I was like, man, like I really need to like dive into my like tool shed and like what am I really good at? Like what can I do to like get out of this? And that's kind of what led into me doing like the resume writing on the side. Um, it influenced me trying to find that skill that I could use to at least build off of and maybe build something from and yeah that this episode was kind of that inflection point of everything so love it dude yeah yeah what a good reference yeah just such a just such an important looking back on it such an important juncture of my life because that's when the world was about to i could like if you were like mentally if i would have been continue to be mentally weak and go into that world that we were about to go in like Mm -hmm. i it could have my life could have gone like two multiple different ways at that point yeah i'm glad i decided to dedicate my 2020 to start that side hustle and quitting that job man best yeah. decision i've ever made in my life there you Easily. go dude yeah <laughs> we were just talking about that at dinner with randy mm-hmm. i was so excited when you you snapchatted me that you sent the email and i knew what the email was You're like yeah. you sent the email i knew i was like oh fuck yeah yep. Tim just quit his job let's go yep um so. yeah february 2020 well, yeah. I was still working in the chiropractic office. I quit. I so I ended up working that job for like five more months, and I quit in yeah. September. Is when I actually quit. But like but that, that was a that turning point. Was when I laid like the groundwork to develop the skill mm-hmm. that would allow me to quit in Love five it. months. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's where you made you started making the change. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. What a year. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was still at the chiropractic office in February. Laid yeah. off in March. The very next month. Yeah. <laughs> you quit. I lost mine. Hey. It all happened for a reason. We got Freedom. we got to we got to where we needed to be. Yeah, yeah. I think I need a little boot and ass. Yeah. In uh, March of 2020. Yeah. That's a good one, man. R.I.P. Kobe. Still. I know. That's a tough one. And his daughter, dude. Yeah. It's wild. Like, like you have famous people that die. Mm-hmm. You'll forget about them. I feel like his is like still like his highlights, his presence. It still circulates on on social media because of how 
entrenched he was in our culture, yeah. our social media culture too. Yeah. I still see posts about him. And it's crazy how we're that far removed. That mm. just shows how much of an impact he really mm. did have. And the legacy he left. Right. The Mamba Academy. Like, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, you know, Rogan clips are going to go till we die. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. Like, Rogan. I hope we have some off the dome clips that go yeah. after we die. Like, keep right. going. Yeah. Some meme page still reposts it. Yeah, that's why I like. Puts black and white on it. We're just, we're small, we're small uh, components of the picture, but I think. I mean, like I told you, it fires me up when people say of one of our social media posts. Yes, dude. Like, just, I feel like, like the wow, best. that was good enough for them to save it. Yeah, like, I just, I think the best thing we can do is just continue to create. Continue to create. 100%. Serve the people we can now. Yeah. So. And we just changed a way to, to do that better in our mm-hmm. minds. More video, more awesome yeah. clips. Yeah. Great editing by you. And think about it, man. Like, because you... Because you helped one of your clients, maybe that person ended up living a healthier life and maybe they ended up being a positive impact on the next generation that comes up in their family yeah. because they had a healthier life- lifestyle because of you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I don't want to give know. myself that, that much I'm giving credit, you, I'm giving I, you I that hope much they're credit. healthy. I yeah. hope they're healthy. That's what lives. you can strive for, right? Yeah. Serve someone so well that they inspire other people to do the same. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, if you want to send them my way as a referral too, that would also be fantastic. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so I kind of cheated because I couldn't decide uh, between 197 with Randy Brown or our upcoming episode with John Gorman. Well, choose 197 because Gorman isn't published yet. Oh, yeah, it's published. (laughs) I told you, I kind of cheated. I kind of cheated. I'm just kidding. Just because you said how much I was going to love John Gorman. Yeah. And it was at least that amount. That episode's not till 201. That amount of love. Yeah. Yeah, so. We've got to wait for that one. Randy Brown, uh, because, and I haven't, known him for longer than than a blip uh in life and you set up that interview he's uh in charge of like you know career mentoring at at butler and i just thought that episode had so much uh, so many actual takeaways that college students uh, uh people out of college recently could take and apply to life because that tra- transition is tough. We've talked about that transition going from college to, you know, you're now out in the in the working world mm-hmm. and you're kind of on your own. No one's really handholding you with a schedule and stuff to do every day. Like, you know, you got to wake yourself up for work. But we got on really good conversations of how to figure out what you want to do, how do you kind of manage those things and transitions. When you're in college and you have no idea, am I studying the right thing? Is this the major for me? I don't know. And if it changes, what do you do? All of those things that I think really stress out, you know, a lot of our audience and listeners that we kind of tailor things to where you're getting unstuck. I just think that episode was chock full of valuable takeaways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too many to count. Yeah, and Randy was just, he's an awesome dude. He's a fun guy. We had a blast on that show. And outside of pure enjoyment, I thought that episode had so many, so much good value for people who are stuck, who don't know how to figure it out and, and want to figure it out, but they don't know where to start, what to do, what to think, who to talk to. Just they don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Randy was a nice guiding light in, in that conversation. And can be for people listening even if you're not at butler but you're in that stuck position 
197 can can help you. Yeah, for sure. And one of the the more humble people I've ever met in Absolutely. my entire life. Yeah, he's a big deal. Like he's <laughs> like, he's at a stage in his life where he's uh, executive career mentor at Butler University. He's worked his time. Like he's he's gone out there. He's killed it in the in the, in the real world, and he's at a point in his life where he's at the give back stage. So he's at a point where yeah. like he's like only he his motivation for waking up every day is to help people who were once in his shoes and. You could tell that immediately when he came onto our show. He didn't come onto our show to like promote anything or or mm-hmm. or like tell his career story. That's what he ended up doing because we asked him asked him questions about it right. that gained lessons. But man, this guy like yeah, very, very selfless individual. Yeah, and, it's, and yeah, you, you'll get that as soon as you listen to that yeah. episode. He he came onto our podcast for you, the listeners who came on. So, yeah. but yeah, he's a big deal with a lot to offer. Great dude, man, Randy. We just had dinner with him. What a guy, man. Mm-hmm. What a guy. So, all right, yeah, we'll stick with that one. But John Gorman, 201, is, <laughs> oh, God, what an episode, too. Yeah. I, I love John. Oh, I, I oh. like, he's going to, when we get to episode 300, he's going to be on my, because of that blue, that, that, yeah. that blueprint. He he's already on my about. list. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll circle back here and. Yeah, we're going to circle back. Maybe it'll be back. 2023, 2024. Whenever we get to episode 300, he's going to be on mine. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't I already called it. You can't use him. Dude, I I beat everyone to that But punch. you said him on this 200, so But I, I didn't one. go into all the things, so it ah. basically it doesn't count. Okay, okay. Yeah. We can share it. But um, I even wrote it out, but I'm not going to – I'm going to save those notes for next time. Yeah. We can have a good overlap. Kind of. We'll send him that one when we were both just hammering how awesome that episode is. Yeah. All right, Tim. Anything else for our 200th episode of Off the Dome Radio? Man, I would just say anybody who's listened to even five minutes of our show, thank you. Because like your any time and attention you and time you invest into bettering yourself and listening to our podcast it means a lot to us. And that's why we do it. So, and I appreciate all the people that like DM us too and like. And, and let us know and help us keep going like we, we love the support but mm-hmm. as we've talked about on our show like for us to continue to be successful like we need to continue to develop relationships with you the listeners and what you want to hear so always feel free to reach out we're always trying to get better and yeah we'll, we'll see you on episode 300 100% 100% hopefully sooner than that but yeah. if you join us yeah every, I mean you'll obviously <laughs> see us on 201 <laughs> but you get what I mean <laughs> yeah um, yeah just thanks thanks to, to the listeners man um, and yeah, we, we love doing it for you guys and I love doing it for us too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm very appreciative that we have this podcast, uh, that we came together and, and did it, um, that we were both in that place, even though when we started it, man, we were kind of in an unhappy spot. Agreed. Uh, you know, in, in jobs we didn't like unhappy with the results, like life in general. So I, I think it's very cool um, that we started it then. Like, mm-hmm. not when everything was going our way. Mm-hmm. You know, not that like, oh, the words world is against me. No, it's just we're in a different season of life. And it was, you know, might I say darker than our current season of life. But, uh, like, we've gone through so many uh, changes mm-hmm. um, in the last four years. And we, we, we've been doing this for four years. Yeah. Four years. Bachelor's. So, yeah, love. 
<laughs> I love that, dude. Um, but yeah, thank you to the listeners, man. Uh, if you guys could also leave us a five-star rating and review, that always helps our visibility and momentum on apps. Things Again, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, so whatever you're listening to, um, all the majors. And uh, yeah, just thank you again. Uh, we love doing it. We love uh, getting feedback. So yeah, you guys are awesome. Tim, you're awesome. You're great at your job. You too, man. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll continue to keep chugging along here. So until next time, we are out of here.